This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. Hey there, superwomen. I'm so excited today to have my next guest. She is an energy healer, a regression hypotherapist. She's from Dallas, Texas. And I'm excited to hear all about how she decided to go into this uh, background because I don't think she actually started in this background. She has a diverse background in entrepreneurship and managing her own business. Um, She's been a medical esthetician, account manager. So I really am interested to see how she transitioned into energy healing and doing this kind of work. Falguni Yogi, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. And uh, I'd love to share the story that how I came into this business. So very cool. Yeah. So first of all, you know, you're in Dallas, Texas, you have been in the US for the last 20 years. Yes. And what brought you to to Dallas? So actually, I came here uh, in the United States 20 years ago, I got married. And I came with my husband. That's how I moved to the United States in 20 years back. I lived in a few different states. In the my first state was Atlanta, Georgia. Uh-huh. And after that, I moved to Alabama. And from wow. Alabama, I came to Dallas. So when I came to Dallas, that was a part of that I was separating from my husband. Mm-hmm. It was a not very good marriage. I would say it was abusive marriage. Mm-hmm. So I had to take that leap of faith and I kind of separated from him. Yeah. And I came to Dallas. I knew somebody from Atlanta, Georgia, and they moved here in Dallas. So I just moved in with them for a couple of months. And then mm-hmm. I started on my own. Wow. You know what? That has got to be scary and uh, coming to a different country. And now you're trying to get away from your husband and you're not even from here. That's got to be a trip. Yes, that was really, really scary because um, the marriage was very abusive, like at all level, physical, yeah. mental, emotional, verbal level. So because of that, I couldn't establish any friendship here. And I yeah. didn't have any family here. So I was kind of stuck in four walls. So when I had to make that decision, I had to go to women's shelter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to like, police got involved, and I had to go to women's shelter. And I had to make that decision in the like friction of second, whether I want to stay or whether I would move on. And so that happened sometime in June 2009. And I decided and I went to women's shelter in Alabama and I stayed there for about two months. Wow. And from there, like I got like invitation from a family friend. Uh, they were older couple and they were living here already. So they wow. asked me that whatever you want to do in your life, in the woman shelter, you won't be able to make a decision. So why don't you just come here for a few weeks with us and stay here and then see how you feel and then make a decision. Yeah. What you want to do with your life. So that's how I ended up here in Dallas. Wow. That is a, that is amazing. I mean, uh, my mom, I, my mom had, you know, I watched that in my life, you know, as a young girl, watched my mom leave my, my dad and, so that is a very scary, I can't imagine, and especially being from a different country and trying to figure it all out. 
But once you got into Dallas, did you decide what you wanted to do? No, actually, still at that point, I was not sure that I'm going to divorce. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to start on my own because I was still like a little, little, little frightened, fearful. I don't know, because I was all these years, I was housewife. So I did not have any career. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, we did have our own business. So I used to manage our own business. Apart from that, I did not have any other career. So I was like, even though I was into the business, but I was still dependent on my husband at that time. So I had to, I was still frightened and I was still thinking about him that, okay, if I leave him, what will happen? Because he was a bipolar patient, uh, bipolar disorder. So because I knew the the day I will leave him, he, he will kind of collapse and he'll lose everything. Yes. And I had my cats at that time and I loved them dearly. So I couldn't leave because of that. I was not able to make a decision. And top of it, I was also fearful that how I'm going to survive in this world without any income and no family here, no friends here. So finally, uh, what happened, he tried to came and reconcile with me. But during even that reconciliation period, he got angry and he again hit me. And so I decided to stay back here in Dallas. Yeah. And all of a sudden in that, I had just moved here like maybe a couple of months and I received a message from India that my father passed away. Wow. So that was like a real, real hard for me. Um, I was totally devastated. And at that point I had, like I started working in one of the spa and salon uh, so I had moved out in my own apartment uh, mm-hmm. from this family I was staying with. Uh, so in, in during that time, I had a restraining order on my husband. So he was not allowed to come near or anywhere. He did not know where I live. So when he came to know about that, my father, because my family called him first, because my family did not know in India that I am separated from him. And mm. I don't with him. So my family called him because they didn't want to give me a shock, this shocking news. So they called him. So he came to know first that my father passed away. And one of my neighbor in Alabama, because I was not talking with my ex at the time at all. Right. So my neighbor called me and they were asking me to talk to my husband. So finally, I took his call and I talked to him and he gave me this news that your father passed away. So I couldn't believe in him. I thought maybe he's just making up the story. Trick you. Yeah. So then I, I hang up the call and then I call my mother and my mother said, yes, that is true. So I trust, he wanted to go with me to India. So I trusted him. I gave him my address mm-hmm. and he came to Dallas. And the moment he stepped into my apartment, he just uh, started like asking me a bunch of questions who you are talking with, what are you doing? Let me see your phone. So I told him that, okay, look, I'm not in a good position right now. I'm emotionally very down. And plus we are not living together. It's been almost now five to six months. So you do not have any right to look at my phone. And he just got mad at that point. And he started shoving me, choking me. He cornered me in the kitchen. So it took me about like two hours uh, to get him out. Yes. From my apartment. Wow. Um, so I got so scared. I thought, oh my God, here in I'm here in the US. It is like so like 
developed country like there are so much security and everything is here and still he can do things like here yes if i go to india with him i don't know what he will do to me yes that's correct and so i that night i decided that i'm not and that was only like 24 hours my father has been passed away not even 24 hours and i was like i had to call my mother and instead of being her support in that moment i had to tell her that i cannot come because i am in this situation right now yes so next day he went there is another whole different story uh, but i was just cutting it short and mm-hmm. i'm moving forward so the next day morning he came and asked me to go with him to india and i decided now i'm not going to go um later on he went and later on i stayed like after a week or so i realized that i am the only daughter and if i don't go for my father's last rites it's it's not fair no yes. matter what happens i will go so i decided to go um so when i went to india at that time i found out that because of my my husband my father got a heart attack oh wow because my father was a diabetic and high blood pressure patient so whenever my husband tried to contact me and try to get back with me and when i say no so what he would do he would call my parents oh, and wow. he'd abuse them verbally from here so one night like the night he passed away that night he was talking with my husband and my father just said that that is her decision what we can do yeah. and my my husband at the time uh just couldn't hold himself and he just started talking whatever he can mm-hmm. and my father just couldn't take it and he got heart attack and he passed away within oh, two wow. that's so sad i'm so sorry yeah. to hear that yeah so i had to make that decision that okay no i cannot now live with him so yes. it was january um 2010 and i came back from india in uh, march 2010 i filed divorce yes and uh, my divorce got finalized in 2011 wow that's really tough and i know a lot of people are in those kind of situations a lot of women and yes. i know that the women are listening to this they're going some women are in it right now and they don't know if they can make it if they can leave their situation so dire and uh you know how that feels yes yes it is very frightening situation and i don't i don't i i can literally understand the women who are going through this situation because there are there are so many fear factors yeah to make that decision should i leave or should i stay yeah. you know in my case i was so lucky that i didn't have a kids so i didn't have yes. to think about i, I was like even though i was not able to leave my pets so when women have the kids So it is so hard for them to leave. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes. For sure, you're thinking all kinds of things. Who's going to take care of me, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom? Yes. Sure. True, very true. So then, okay, so now you've made the decision to leave. You cannot stand this situation anymore. You're worth way more than that. Uh, what is the first thing you did as far as taking care of yourself? because i know that's the first thing like you don't you're not from this country you don't have a you know a live any kind of livelihood to take care of yourself what did you decide to do so first thing in my mind was to how to make income how to survive right and that was the first step towards self care 
so luckily i was working uh, because i i had just finished school when i was married before mm-hmm. i leave him before i left him i just finished school from like hair and spa mhm so, so i started working here in dallas but okay. still i was making any income um uh, because it was just a commission based oh really yeah so because the, the that salon and spa was not very busy so it was hard for me to survive so then i started like monday to friday i would work in the salon and spa and then saturday and sunday i would work some high end jewelry store mhm so i like worked 7 days a week in the beginning then i realized that okay okay this is not enough i i can i i want more than this so then i fi- i i found out about uh, esthetician like medical esthetician uh-huh and i found a school i took a loan and i went to school i did that certification and finally i got a job in dallas very famous and popular medical spa here in dallas where like dallas cheerleaders yes yeah so so, so i was good yes yes so i, I bet I, that was so like you were so proud of yourself you're like what yes yes because i was like when i was finishing my certification i was thinking okay where i want to work and when i came to know about this spa medical spa that okay this is very well known famous high end medical spa where dallas uh, cowboy cheerleader goes there so then i decided okay i'm going to work here yes so this is about like how like self care is about like not being in that situation just but keep taking your steps keep yes. taking your actions so that is how i took care of myself in the beginning So when I was into this medical spa job I enjoyed that job tremendously mm-hmm. I was working with doctors and nurses but something was missing something was missing because I I had like this entrepreneur background like I used to handle entire retail business and plus my father was into business so this this thing like no I want more I want more So since I have a good uh, good like administrative uh, qualification I thought okay I I did have accounting background from India mhm so I was deciding okay I will go either in accounting or either in IT yes um, because that will give me like uh, more like office kind of environment will get me more money and with more money I can do like lots of other things like I can take care of myself nice way and better way right So um so here the twist came in that how the healing and accounting or IT was like coming together like which field I wish, should go So I'm from India and I I grew up in a very spiritual uh, background mm-hmm. uh, in family So we like for common like here in the United States if we have any problem we find a therapist and we go to therapist and we talk to them right, right. or we find friends or family and we take discussion do discussion and find out what to do So here my in my case I didn't have anyone uh, to discuss those things so I found astrologer like this is what like in India we do like for small right. small problems we mm-hmm. go and ask right <laughs> <laughs> Right So I this is sometime in 2013 I went and asked astrologer 
that here I'm thinking either I should go in accounting, I st- should study accounting or I should mm-hmm. study IT. I'm not able to make a decision. What should I study? Right. So when he looked at my chart, like my horoscope, he said mm-hmm. that none of this, you should go towards healing because you have no idea that your hands has a healing power. So you should go into the healing business. And then he recommended a few things and he recommended even like, like massage, like being a massage therapist, you will heal so many people. Yeah. He recommend, recommended me like touch healing, Reiki, pranic healing. So when I received his response back, I literally was into depression. I went into depression because I didn't want to hear that answer from him. I wanted to hear either IT or accounting. Uh, Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because I was already working in med spa and I was like um, helping women and people, men and women, like, Mm -hmm. you know, to uh, like make them beautiful. Right. Right. So, so I said, Oh my God, I'm already into that, this industry. I'm trying to come out. I want to really go into administrative kind of work. And he's asking me to do either a massage therapist or healing. And at that point, I didn't even know what is energy healing or what is healing. Yeah. So I just didn't pay attention. And this was about sometime in 2013. Right. I didn't pay attention. And I was like, finally, I kind of got into accounting job. Mm-hmm. I got an accounting job and I started working for a company uh about like while i was uh, like i got a job sometime in 2014 uh, january 14 in accounting uh one of the consulting company so i started this job in accounting somehow these words are keep coming into my ears it's kind of whispering energy healing energy healing and especially one word was like pranic healing, pranic healing. Mm. It would like keep coming in my ears and like literally it goes into my head all over. So that's, that's how like two years went by. Yeah. And by 2015, I got so frustrated and I thought, okay, oh my God, let me look it up. What is this energy healing? Mm-hmm. And uh, I first time in 2015, I Google energy healing and pranic healing. And uh, I thought, okay, I thought, okay, let me just, because I was so frustrated by keep, keep hearing keep this hearing word. It. Right. So like I saw, so I said, okay, let me just go and try what it is. Yes. So I found master Stephen Coe. He's a world a famous pranic healer mm-hmm. and uh, he is based in uh, uh, Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. So um, I traveled there and I took my first workshop with him. And the moment I entered at that point, I did not have much idea about uh, whatever little I have read on uh, Google. Mm-hmm. So when I entered into the class, it was about three days workshop. Oh my God. I felt like I'm at home. Oh I'm at home. And I felt like I know everything, whatever he is like teaching. I don't have to put any extra effort. Like, I feel like I, I know this, I know this and I'm at home. And since then I never look back. Never look back. Yes. That's so this, amazing. So this is how my journey started into healing. And this is how, like, I took care of myself, like keep taking actions. Keep, oh, that's so good. I was going to ask you what, what, what do you think inspires you to keep taking action? So there are a few factors. Um, 
I come from very humble family. Mm-hmm. I am the only one here in the United States from my family. Mm. And rest of my entire family, they are into small village. They live in a northwest um, small village in India. Mm-hmm. So I always had this dream to do something about my family because I, I was so lucky that I, I born and I grew up in a big city. Yeah. Like an entire like family, my mother's side, father's side, none of the family, they lived in a, a city, but mm-hmm. my father had moved to city for the work purpose. And that's how they settled there. So I grew up in city. So my lifestyle, my life was totally different than what my cousins were having their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so this dream I always had from childhood that I want to do something for my family. Yeah. So that kind of kept me, kept me keep going and going and going. Wow. What do you, what would you tell another woman who was finding herself in a difficult situation like you were an abusive situation and she was trying to figure out how to get out of it what would you tell her to do first first I would say that like be strong and pay attention to your intuition Mm -hmm. and act on your intuition yeah and I would definitely say this that don't waste your time because we sometimes we think that, okay, we can help that person, yeah. but it never happens because they don't want to get help. They, first of all, they don't think that there is something wrong with them. Yeah. So they don't want to take, uh, take any help. And we women are so like, we are naturally t- caretaker. Yes. So we want to take care of our family, our loved ones. So mm-hmm. the reason we'll stay behind So I would say that like, if the situation is getting out of control, just get out. Don't waste time. I almost wasted about like 11 years of my life. Yeah. So don't just have faith in yourself and in God. Paths opens up when we, when we take a uh, step. Yeah. I love that. With your energy healing, are you able to. What do you specialize in mostly? Is it is it like pain or is it just, um, you know, spirituality or mindset or what is your what is your main thing when you when you use your energy healing? Okay, and so I use pranic healing. Uh, that is a energy healing modality, one of the healing modality. Mm-hmm. So pranic healing is uh, we I work with aura and chakras. Mm-hmm. So pranic healing like basically works on based on the nature's law. Yeah. So, so I, I channel the energy from divine source, from earth, sun, moon, air, our environment, trees, because this, this energy pranic healing came from word prana. Prana is a Sanskrit word. Mm -hmm. It's an ancient Indian language. Yeah. Prana means life force. So this life force is available to everyone. It is all around us. It is Mm -hmm. everywhere in the universe. So I harness that energy. And then pranic healing is based on like three, like I scan and feel the Mm -hmm. energy of my client. Then I remove and then I energize with the fresh prana. Mm -hmm. So it works on like every level, physical level, mental level, emotional level, relationship, financial. Yeah. Um, I am focusing more on emotional 
health oh, because it is very good. yes because it is very important when we are like healthy emotionally and mentally we can achieve lots of things so my focus is to like help those women who are out there emotionally women or men like but my main focus is on the women yeah that really really want to help them emotionally yeah so yeah. good oh my goodness this has been so good and i you know i i'm so glad you shared your story because there's so many women that uh, are in situations that they don't know exactly how to get out of. And I think it really helps when some other woman, even though it wasn't, it wasn't fun to go through it for you. Uh, I'm glad you shared it because it really helps other women to know that they can get out and get on the other side of that. Uh, you are in the, one of the most difficult situations possible in this country with nothing right. If you figure out how to get on the other side of it. So thank, thank you for so much for sharing this. Where can we find more information about pranic healing as well as your practice? So right now my website is under, uh, uh, it's building right now. Somebody's working on, so it will be up. Uh, but I do have a Facebook page. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a Heal with Falguni Yogi mm -hmm. or Healing Hasta. Healing Hasta is my business name. Mm -hmm. So again, healing is a healing and Hasta means hands. Hasta is a Sanskrit word. Uh -huh. um, so um, I have a Facebook page. People can reach out to me through Facebook. I have my phone number listed there. People can call me. I have my email, fyogihealinghasta mm -hmm. at gmail.com. I love it. Thank you so much, Falguni. This has been so amazing. And uh, I look forward to all the stuff we're going to be doing in the future. Yes, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And thank you for having me here.